Welcome to Uncontained, episode 185. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and uh, today I am joined by Chris Lyric, a singer, and his producer, his producer, Wisdom. And uh, we talk about how they became a recording duo and uh, also how they each got started in their craft. Uh, Chris with singing and wisdom with uh, producing, as they call it, the sonic end of things. And uh, yeah, we get into that and also how um, they have overcome some obstacles as well. For one, uh, Chris had to overcome stage fright to be able to get on stage and sing. And also his biggest obstacle, as he has claimed himself, is himself i know i sound a little redundant but it'll all make sense for you coming up here i do have a track for you before we jump into the show this is off of their new ep called creation this track this track is called come on so take a listen and then when we get back we'll find out how chris lyric and wisdom live uncontained Talk to God about that, mama. Yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, I did that. I done killed some time. Now I can't get back. Uh, but when they ask who discovered me, mama, I'ma say you did that. Yeah. Every day, 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 every day,
Chris Lyric and Wisdom. How are you two doing today? Pretty good. How are you? Doing all right, man, now that we got all the technical difficulties out the way. I, I always like, you know, <laughs> transparency in the show. I'll let people know if things, like, were a little rough because I think it's important for people who, you know, kind of want to get into doing something in the entertainment industry to know that not everything goes smoothly like you see on TV, you know? So, Chris, I uh, got a message from you asking, like, about being a guest on the show. I took a listen to your stuff, and I was like, dude, this is truly unique. I always try to find something to compare, like, my guests to. It just comes from radio and being like, oh, this band sounds like this. But you're you're tough, man. You're, like, kind of like if Lil Wayne could actually sing. <laughs> But, you know, you kind of have that, like, that vibe for you. And, like, if it's cool with you, I'll play a song at the beginning of the show so people have already heard you sing at this point. But, uh... Yeah, all right, cool. So, let's get started here. And you want to just introduce yourself to the Uncontained audience briefly, and then we'll get rolling on with the show? My name is Wisdom, as you know. <laughs> and, uh, I make a lot of instrumental hip-hop. I, I just I like to stay behind the scenes, you know? Thank you for coming out front of the scenes here for this interview. It'll be it'll be cool to have you on. And Chris, how did you get started in uh, in music? Um, I I got started through through my mom when I was like I want to say twelve. She hooked me up with this this old school hip hop artist named Wildstyle. Okay. Uh, he, he was from a group called Crucial Conflict, and he he produced my first ever like song that we had released crucial conflict uh did they what song did they they had a song out like it was a pretty big song wasn't it like rolling on was it rolling on like hey they they got a hold on let me google them real quick or they I, got a, they got a i could be thinking of somebody else i don't know but so crucial conflict a hip hop group from the nineties, late nineties. Uh, Kilo, Martin, Ralph, Wildstyle, uh, Wildstyle Leverson. So his name was Ralph. Uh, Corey, his name was Cold Heart, and then Never. Okay. Maybe King. Yeah, they, yeah, they have a song called "Hey," and yeah. it's from the album "The Final Tick." I was going to say, that sounded really familiar. I was like, where do I know that name from, uh, Crucial Conflict? And, yeah, I remember that from probably late 90s, something like that. So that's cool. You got hooked up with them. But I actually remember reading a story uh, in an interview about that you did a while back. I actually don't know when the interview was done. But you were talking about when you were a kid, your mom put you up in front of a church group. Oh, my gosh, and, dude, yes. Um, and, and you had some serious stage fright. Dude, absolutely. But I, I, I really don't consider that starting a music career. That was just worshiping God, man. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. I hear that, but like, my, I guess I was going back to that part to like see like what you did to get over that stage fright. Oh, God. and how you dealt with um, it. To be honest. Yeah, I, I like honest. <laughs> I I was like fourteen, and uh, I did. I, my mom found this this um, this children's gospel group of singers, and they were out of Brooklyn, 
Okay. So she sent she sent like some, a video of me and she sent some information on me to the director of of the choir, and she liked me, so we went out there for an audition, um, and that led to performing at Carnegie Hall in New York, and uh, I cried on on this really beautiful stage, like this this thing was very elaborate, and I cried. Really, and a lot of people on a on a on a really like the probably the most beautiful stage that I I had been on the fourteen years that I was alive at the time, and I really like I just boohoo, dude. I I, I never stopped singing though, like like the artist said. But yeah, like it was it was really ugly, like crocodile tears coming down my face because I was just so scared. Performing, I guess, and being in front of people while singing—that's crazy, dude. Sorry. Like, yeah. So, like, a lot of people when they like would deal with something like that, like as a kid, they'd be like, "I never want to get back up on stage again." What was it that kept you going? Um, I knew I was getting back on stage. I just knew that I didn't want to get back on stage and cry again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Um, one because, like, I mean, I really didn't have the I have to really think about it. We, my mom got a call from like uh, that somebody wanted me to open up for a play that was going on, and I was in Atlanta. Yeah, that was too far apart. But yeah, so my mom, oh, or was it in Brooklyn? I'm sorry, I can't, I can't remember where this was. I think, I think this was in New York still, though. Okay. But she got a call basically that I was um, supposed to perform at this theater. I really didn't want to like make an ass of myself again. I, I really didn't want to be like that appearingly scared on stage. Like I didn't, I didn't want to let my nerves get the best of me. I knew I had to be better, so I, I gave myself a pep talk before I stepped out on that stage, and I told myself, "I'm, I'm going to do this, and I'm not going to cry. I'm going to hold whatever." Um, emotion that's overwhelming. I'm gonna hold it in. It, it well, if it does come out, I'm gonna let it come out through song. And it was All Holy Night" by Mariah um, Carey. Okay. And, and did did you have the same style of singing back then as well? Or when did you develop this style that you have now? Oh, no, I had a very big voice back then. I had a, a very very big voice. Um, this style, I guess it's more commercial, you know, like Jennifer Hudson is amazing, but I, I think sometimes her voice can be too big for... That's interesting. Why Why do you, like, you know, a lot of people think the big voice is what she's looking for. You know, that's what they look for on a lot of the shows, like the voice and uh, stuff like that. Why do you think that, you know, a big voice could actually work against you? Um, that's a good question. Actually, I don't, I don't have too much of an answer for that. I mean, the first thought that came to mind was first thought that came to mind was it's it's not it's not very like commercial. So on on one hand, I have to do what I want to do and what comes naturally to me, but I still kind of have to give the people what they want. Okay, so was it more of like a it was a big gospel sound? To your voice or was it uh more like was the bigness like 
you know how singing gospel has a certain sound to it, a certain style to it. Was it more like yeah. that, and that's why you thought it wasn't marketable? Yes. Got you. I'm picking up what you're laying down now. So wisdom, when you are working, like we'll just roll with this big voice thing too. So do you, when you're like creating beats and stuff like that and creating music, um, do you take a different approach if you're working with somebody with a big voice or a small voice? Um, <clears throat> to be honest, um, Chris is like the first artist I really work with. So. Okay. All right. So. Uh, yeah. Like I, I would just I would just make instrumentals, you know, just just for myself, just to listen back and stuff. All right, cool. So let's let's uh, jump to what you both uh, worked on too. You have a new album coming out called Creation, correct? Yeah. Let's start out basic. What is what is Creation like? What are how what was some of the stuff that went into creating the album Creation, and uh, how did you guys get together as a uh, singing and producing duo? Um, I guess I guess I said those beats I made I made a while back, so yeah, I can't really. Uh, remember where my mind was at, but uh, I usually I usually like just going for really like I guess spacey atmospheres, you know. I guess, okay. Like, that type of stuff, you know, like a lot of decay and. Uh, We'd be more into like the trance music, or like electronic music. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I actually I actually used to like produce EDM. Way before I said I, I used to make hip hop and stuff. So I guess that that's where that comes from. Yeah. Okay, so, so you bring that influence into uh, hip hop culture. Uh, somewhat. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> wow. Now that we say that out loud, though, that's very strange. I've, I've never heard of trance and hip hop being fused before. Okay. Yeah, maybe you'll start a new genre, trance hop or something like that. You know, there was like trip hop for a while. There was like all sorts of stuff back in the day. But now maybe maybe it will be the the next big thing, trance hop. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe don't take my coining of the phrase, but, you know, it's kind of, kind of cool, <laughs> interesting. So when you moved out to uh, California, from, you moved out from Chicago, correct? Yes. All right. So when you moved out, it wasn't easy for you, from what I understand, correct? And, and like, like, what are some of the challenges that you had to overcome moving to when you moved to California? Dude, me, like, I'm, I'm a really, I'm, I'm a constant challenge for myself. Um, I, I've, I'm getting out of this like self sabotage spree. But like, I mean, my mom moved here with, with less than five hundred bucks in, in her account, and and anybody who knows California knows five hundred dollars won't get you anywhere. <laughs> anywhere, anywhere. Um, it was oh my gosh, like, and and, the, and these these are just these are just subtle examples of when heaven and like the universe is really looking out for you. So we moved here, less than five hundred bucks, and we drove here. We left Chicago with less than five hundred bucks. Okay. And like a two thousand Saturn, and a dog with only important papers. We only kept our summer clothes. Um, we left. We left everything. I mean, we were already struggling in in Chicago, and I guess 
my mom just woke up and said, you know, if I'm going to struggle, I'm going to make sure we're doing what we love. She just packed me up wow. at 15 and, and we left. Um, getting here, dude, we had, we had no idea. I feel like I'm quoting the article. Um, but like, we had no idea what to do with a 15-year-old kid that sings. Um, but along the way, I, I enrolled in Diamond Bar High School. And then uh, we we were like staying in a La Quinta Inn hotel somewhere outside of the city. Okay. And my mom gets a call, I guess. Or I was talking to the superintendent. Well, one of us was talking to the superintendent of the high school that uh, I had spent my freshman year at in, in Illinois. And um, he said, oh, I have a sister out there. And she's single and living in a, a three-bedroom house. And I can call her and see if she's willing to give her and give give you guys her two bedrooms that she might be in. Wow. Uh- that's awesome right there. So you went from a La Quinta into actual house. It was beautiful. It was. It was beautiful. Like I, I even, like I would help her in her backyard and plant and clean up the flowers. She's this really beautiful lady. Her name is Ita. Um, I'd be in her backyard and she would tell me about how when the some months come around, the tarantulas would come out and. So this was in Orange County, by the way. Okay. From there, my mom got me in a song and dance group. So I would, I would sing and dance, very kids boppy, actually, with with some other kids. Did you say kids boppy? <laughs> it was super kids boppy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, you were a kid, so it makes sense. If if you started doing that now, that'd be a little bit weird. But I mean, uh, yeah, but I'm. Okay, at 15, I wanted to do, like, the My Way Usher. I wanted to do the, um, um, like, Caught Up uh, Usher. I wanted to do, like, Justin Timberlake music. And I secretly loved rap, but my mom wouldn't, wouldn't let me feature any rap or try to learn okay. hip-hop at the time. I, I got into that when I turned 18. Okay, all right. So you didn't want to be doing kitty songs anymore. Like you, you got into the group, but you just needed a place to start. Is that what it was? Yes. Okay. So how long did that last? Um, the kid didn't last long, and and the kid didn't last long. Uh, he slowly, slowly faded, faded out of the group. To be honest, I was like falling behind in school. I really need to get out of the group so I can I can focus. Right on. So, what was the next step out of the out of the kid band? Like, what where where did you go? Where did you kind of start to develop the style that you have now? Um, over time, I, I when until very recently. I mean, okay, uh, I guess a song like "Old Fashioned" that that comes from. It comes from listening to a lot of Bruno Mars within the last few years. And okay. And listening to, I don't know, I guess I, I, I wanted to do something classic, but I also wanted to do something that felt uh, like it had a lot of modernity. Cool. So would you say that was like in, within your last three different singles? Uh, there's there's three singles, Old Fashioned, Carpe Diem, Shower Revelations, and then it goes into Creation. Um, to some degree, like to be honest, I feel like those, those uh, out of those three songs, 
Shower Revelations is the one that's the closest to creation. Okay. Um, just just because that that song has a little bit. <laughs> I was about to prove my dad right for a second. Um, I'll go ahead and do it though. So it, it has a little bit more soul. Like, it, I feel like it, it has a little bit more uh, pain. I guess. Okay. And like now that I say that out loud, I I, I realized that creation came from a duality of like really feeling good and then really feeling bad. Okay, so I heard you say something interesting there. You're gonna prove your dad right or something like that. What what was that? If you care to elaborate, um, if you don't, that's cool. <laughs> last time, last time I saw him, and I showed him some music. He was like, "Boy, you ain't got no soul." <laughs> and I I laughed and I said, "You are very wrong. You are dead wrong. I can have quite a bit of soul." Yeah. And he's like, "No, I'm not hearing it." So I take it that just motivated you a little bit more. It did. It did. Usually, when somebody tells me I don't have something, if I really don't have it, I'll go out and get it. And if I do, I'll just show that I have a few actions. Right on, right on. Cool, man. Um, so, all right. Now you're working on creation with uh, wisdom, and uh, and I just have to ask, wisdom. Where did you get uh, your name from spelled the way it is? Uh, is it along the lines of the Urban Dictionary definitions? Um, he he actually just stepped out of the car and went to the bathroom. All right. So, uh, well, I guess I won't ask that question right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know when I come back to it. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, um, so how did you uh, hook up with uh, Wisdom? So, it was at Black Noise Studios. Um, they first opened in Vernon. And uh, I've been, like, itching to start this collective, this, like, super troupe of artists and creatives. And uh, we all just work together and collaborate. And I really um, intended to try and start that with Black Noise. And that's where I met uh, Wisdom. And okay. The, the owner of the studio had introduced me to him and said, "Hey, you really have to meet this kid. He's he's a young producer and he's really good." So I'm like, "Okay, call me to call me to him." Um, so we meet. He showed me some music, and it was instantaneous. Like, was, I, he 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 knows he's he knows he's very good. Like, he he knows he's just he's gifted and he does that. So. When we first met, he does like this really funny thing. And it's kind of like his personality trait. He'll he'll play the music and then just to make sure you're listening, he'll stop it short. And then like look at you like a kid would look at you after you say, Don't take the cookie and then like you walk out the room and they take the cookie <laughs> and you come back in the room and you see them and they just look at you like I know I have the cookie in my hand, but I don't have the cookie in my hand at the same time. You don't you don't see anything. Um, and it was, it was the funniest, it was the funniest look. Um, and right there, like I, I knew we probably had similar, similar personalities. Like it's just like a tad bit feeling yourself when, when you know that you're really, really good at something. But then like also just to make sure you're listening because it's a little validation you need sometimes. 
Okay. We we chilled for a little bit more, um, and then we went into our first session. It was right after uh, these like these guys that we also had in the studio, so they left. And then it was just like, hey, do you want to create something of our own? Like, do you want to keep going and try to try to make something? And she played the the riff that. And that was that was the intro, and that was that's like the main uh, the main melody line for for lightning in the bottom, and it was it was really in that moment, man. Like I I, I really shit you not. Sorry, I'm sorry, you can't say trust words. No, you um, can no no you can say whatever whatever you want here, man. Hey, so like, I I shit you not, dude. It it really felt like we had caught like I, like we were catching that caught, but we were catching lightning in a bottle, and I, I knew I had to put that phrase somewhere. Very. It was it was by far one of the most instantaneous, effortless like sonic connections between two people. That's cool, man. That's cool, and that like. So no wonder you guys ended up going together making an album. Now, is this a full length or is this a an EP? How many tracks are on this? So this is an EP. Uh, oh, Wiz is back in the car, by the way. So. Okay. Um, so it it's an EP. It's um it's four songs really with two themes that we created. Okay, cool. So, wisdom now to. Talk a little bit about you here. I, I I did a little. I was trying, as I said, I was trying to do a little research on you. I was trying to find you, but as I said earlier, all I was coming up with was uh, urban dictionary definitions for what wisdom meant, like W I S D U M B, how you spell your name, which is like something that sounds profound at the beginning, but really when you break it down, it's really quite dumb. Uh, like. Where like where did you get your name from, or is there like um, a play on something with your name? Well, I came up with it, and uh, I don't know. I think it was just like a nice play on words, yeah. Because I guess you, you you would hope to be like a intelligent person, you know, but you also do stupid shit sometimes. So yeah, in a way, I could see it being like at. Like the general public is always stupid, and whether you like it or not, at some points you're part of that general public. You know, there's yeah. certain areas <laughs> yeah. that you're like, you know, that you're a specialist in, but outside of there, you're part of somebody else's general public, and you're yeah. like dumb to them, whether you're really smart in one situation or not. You know? Yeah. All right. All right. Let me switch it up a little bit. Now, where do you find inspiration for your beats? You said you. I know you mentioned you were more trance, uh, oriented, like the space in your beats. So. Oh, I do. I do a lot of sampling. So, uh, I listen to a lot of old school music. Okay. Uh, like, who do you listen to to inspire you? Who do I listen to that inspires me? Um. Well, instrumental wise, I. I I first I found out about Flying Lotus. I think I was in middle school. One of, one of my friends uh, told me to check them out. I started listening to a lot of instrumental hip hop after that. Yeah, I decided to just start making it. Yeah, <laughs> I just experiment and 
figure it out, I guess. Okay, so yeah. your main goal was just to be instrumental, not have a lyricist on on your tracks. Uh, yeah, because I didn't really have access to any of that, you know? Like, I was just making music for myself, basically. Yeah. So yeah. were you hesitant at all to, uh, like, team up with somebody like Chris and, uh, you know, do work together where you're like, I kind of want to keep it just instrumental or where you're like, hell yeah, let's do this. I was more like, hell yeah, let's do this. You know, cause, um, uh, like I've never really had anybody like seeing a rap over any of my stuff. So, so as a producer, when you heard Chris start to sing over your, over your music, did it feel like it came alive or a whole new, like evolved to a whole new level or what was that experience like? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think you, you started freestyling over one of my. They just caught me off guard, and I was like, "Damn, <laughs> that sounds pretty dope." So, oh yeah, just after that, I was like, "We gotta make a song together." Right on, right on. So, Chris, do you rap now too, or are you mainly still uh, singing? I think I rap now, and at first, I thought I was gonna do it under a different name. You know. I create okay. a whole different persona. But I realized that I do that naturally with each song, to be honest. Each song is a whole other character inside my head. Um, but, yeah, I totally rap now. I, I, but I don't call it really rap. I mean, I know, like, a hip-hop artist like Jay-Z and Eminem and Dr. Dre and Snoop. And, uh, yeah. they're, all, they're all rappers, considered rappers, but I still, I still really consider hip-hop. Okay, cool. When does uh, Creation come out? When And where can people find it? <clears throat> it comes out on November 1st. November 1st. All right, so the album will be out at the before this uh, this episode comes out. So where can people go grab that now? You'll be able to find it everywhere. YouTube, Spotify, Tidal, Apple, uh, Rhapsody, Google, Amazon, um the South American streamer, uh, Clara Musica. Um, you could be able to find it in the Asian Pacific streamer, Deezer. These are also streams for UK and Europe. Okay, so it's pretty much everywhere music is sold online. Uh, is there a way to get a physical copy of this, or is it just digital right at the moment? Uh, it's, it's, I think it's going to be digital for a bit. Okay, um, all right. We have... Wiz and I have been talking about uh, doing a wax, like getting it on vinyl. Yeah, but that we'll, seems to be we'll see where our thing to do. <laughs> so, um, before I jump into my uh, closing questions here, I see uh, that you were re- somewhat recently up here in uh, the Bay Area, actually in San Francisco. Uh, performing together. Where was that at, and uh, what was what brought you to San Francisco, dude? Okay, so my personality, I'm very spontaneous. Sometimes it's detrimental, and other times it's very prosperous. Okay. Um, I I got off work. I was working for this restaurant in Santa Monica, and I go home. And I was living with my mom at the time, and I tell her mom I'm going to San Francisco, and she's like, "What?" I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pack the car up and I'm going to just drive up to San Francisco. Um, so she says, that's stupid. And I'm like, it's not stupid. I just want to do it. 
And I, I really feel it. Uh, I, I had recently stopped by the first apartment that was like, one of the first apartments in a way that you know, we stayed in. And it just, it, it inspired the crap out of me, dude. I, I, I felt like I had to do something immediately and like times a thousand for my music, for my career. Okay. And I knew that I really wanted to go to San Francisco as well because like it's freaking San Francisco. So what'd you end up doing once you got up here? I got into a hotel. I set up my music equipment and I started working on a song in the hotel. It was a travel lodge uh, in Fisherman's Wharf. Okay. Um, and I was driving for Uber. So like I started driving for Uber to try and learn the area. And then something told me, you know, the last day, I should go to an open mic. I should look for open mic. So I found an open mic in the Mission District. And I performed and sang, and I didn't have my instruments, so I sang a cappella. Okay. And I sang Creep. By Radiohead? Yeah, dude. Okay. That's interesting. I'm trying to picture it in your voice. Um, so you sang Creep. How did that go? It went well. It went well. That's kind of my go-to acapella song. Nice, nice. You should have it as like a hidden track or just something online. Uh, it'd be cool to hear that. So I had asked the, the host of the open mic if I could come back as like an artist. As well, how do they feature artists? And he's like, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll totally feature you sometime in the next couple months. We planned it for November, I think. And I had came back to LA, grabbed wisdom. And I said, yo, dude, we're going. And he's like, what? And I'm like, That's awesome, dude. And, and he was kind of reluctant, I think, at first. Right on, man. So have you been back up here since? I did. I went to go visit Academy of the Arts. Okay. All right. And so uh, I went to go visit that school and talk to some counselors. So I was thinking about going up there. And, yeah, after that, I haven't been back since. All right, very cool, man. So what advice do you have that you would give to somebody who is looking to get started out in uh, a musical career? Um, ironically, I would say to start off by being yourself. Okay. Is there a first step they could take to kind of, you know, get out there? Or how did you gain traction when you moved to L.A. when uh, you were trying to develop a name for yourself? What did you do to develop that name and build build your brand? Oh, find a way to, to surround yourself around other singers. To surround yourself around other musicians. It doesn't matter too much what avenue that is. Um, just as long as it's around other musicians because somebody knows something, um, whether it be a chord on the guitar that you that you didn't know before, whether it be a casting director, whether it be a music supervisor, whether it be a guitarist or a producer, an engineer, or a songwriter, or a singer. Yeah. <laughs> whether it be a photographer that, like, just in case if, if, if somebody already has music ready to go, like, if it's a photographer that knows somebody and then, like, a media outlet like a newspaper okay and just be be around creative people no matter what do your best to surround yourself around people that see the world like you do that makes a lot of sense right there so you know and engulf yourself in it and uh you never know who you will meet. That's kind of like what I'm picking up here right now. What connections you'll come across or like, uh, you know, what opportunities will come from that. 
Absolutely. Because the, the truth of the matter is, it's, it's who you know that gets you in the door. But after that, it's what you know that keeps you there. So in, in one way, get out there and go meet people and go create with people and go jam with people and just go talk with people. Yeah. But also, as as you go out and step into the world, make sure that you have you have something to to show. Make sure you have something to share. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you have something to share. That's so you're not going out there empty-handed. Exactly. Exactly. Good. Good advice, right there, man. Good advice. All right. So, um, what are you doing currently to promote yourself? Or uh, your upcoming EP creation. There, there's a there's a heavy word of mouth that I'm trying to create, but I've also really seen the power of social media. Like, there are people that I was in school with and that I've met over time, and we've exchanged social media and phone numbers and blah blah blah. And these people will like eventually start watching your content the more that you give them I, I guess they, they want to feel like they, they're getting to know you in some way because to be honest we're all, we're all a little crazy and then we're all a little lazy as fuck and don't like getting out the house as well but we really like we really like just mindlessly scrolling on social media so I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of using the system okay uh, do you have anything that you do that kind of catches the people that that you find works to catch people's attention as they're mindlessly scrolling? Uh, what do you include in your posts? One word: authenticity. <laughs> I make sure that I'm giving my authentic self. I like to dance to '70s and '80s and '90s pop music so every now and then. Like I'm literally dancing while recording myself on like Instagram or TikTok dancing in the halls of the studio to uh, Jitterbug like by Wham or I'm <laughs> I'm dancing for real I'm dancing to like Will You Be There by Michael Jackson or uh, I'm dancing to Don't Stop Me Now by Queen okay and just lip and lip singing along um so share share your authentic self if, if you're going to be on social media cuz people like seeing that cuz one you're not being afraid to make like a fool of yourself just because you're being you and you're being comfortable in your own skin. And and the rule with media is you really don't want to be like, afraid of making a fool of yourself. People people like to see you being real and doing the same things that they do, but in secret. That actually makes a lot of sense because a lot of people like do the whole like my life is amazing persona. And you're doing, uh, you know, just the honest, like, authentic version of you. And people can, I think people can see through that a lot. I, I hope so. Like, I, 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 I really, I really hope. And I think it is, like, I'm, I'm seeing numbers go up in view counts. And I'm seeing, like, engagement numbers and, um, like, analytics on, on our social media that, you, you see some kind of change, um, so I, I I just hope that I continue to show people what I'm what I'm feeling like is the real goofy, emotional, and also very vulnerable. I, I even communicate my down like my my down points, my low lights, as you said, 
Yeah, yeah, I could, I can definitely see that, and that's that's hard to do too, because not everybody wants to put their like show them at their weakest moment on social media. That's it, not what comes to their mind. They're like, I want to show that I have a great life, uh, or something like that. So that's really cool that you do that, and that rolls right into my next question as well. What is a highlight and a low light uh, from? from your career so far not necessarily the highest of highlights or the lowest of low lights but just you know something that you care to share with the uncontained audience i think a highlight it was very recent it was it was myself rick and zane going to san francisco okay and that was that was a really really beautiful moment of just seeing some real friends down to support some kids from chicago hell yeah dude Hell yeah. So but I won't ask you to recap that since you already told the story. So what about a low light? Okay, this is very recent, and this is me exercising uh, my vulnerability. All right. Wisdom and I, we had signed a lease for a recording studio. And I, I told him that, like, I can be, like, a shoulder for the studio. And slowly and slowly shit just started hitting the fan worse and we had we had some money and it was supposed to go towards finishing the soundproofing okay uh, of the of the walls for the studio dude and i got so desperate just because i started gambling honestly one of the worst decisions of my life dude seriously I started yeah. gambling, and I thought that if I if I played a couple games, that I could have like more money to put aside for the studio. We could get those speakers that we really want by Adam Audio, and like everything's gonna be fine. Uh, I can see but where this is every- going. Yeah, everything wasn't fine. I I was I was desperate and greedy and stupid. And it taught me to not be desperate and that if you trust, if you trust like God and you trust the universe, then everything in the world conspires to work for you. And the lesson that I needed to learn in in this chapter of my life is patience. Mm, Yes. I think a lot of people need to learn that. Including myself sometimes. Are you still all right on the studio or? Oh, yeah. All yeah, right. We're, we're good. Well, that, that's mm-hmm. good. That's good. So, all right. I want both of your answers on this next one here. All right. So, because um, they may be different coming from a lyricist perspective and singer perspective to, or to, a, um, to a sonic perspective. So... What is it that each of you want person the person that listens to your music or comes sees the show that you guys put on to take away and remember about your performance? Uh, to remember? Yeah, what do you want them to feel, remember, like do you um, what 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 impression do you want to leave on them? Um I guess just experiencing something new, you know? Okay. Having them hear something that they've never really heard before, yeah, something like that. 
Chris, uh, what about you? Um, I'm glad. I guess I really want them to pay attention to the words because a lot of what I've been hearing in my lyrics are my life lessons. And I think that we at least have one doppelganger out there. So if I can, if I can inspire somebody to not make the same fuck up that I've made, then that'll, that'll be really, really, really cool for me. Right on, man. Right on. Very cool. So I actually have one more question for both of you. Before I get to that question, where can people find you on social media? What is your uh, corner of the internet? And uh, like, where should people come to contact you or hear your music? Um, well, I only have like really an Instagram. Okay. You can find me at um, double, double underscore. Wisdom, double underscore, W-I-S-D-U-M-D. Okay. Yeah. Is that the same on Facebook and Instagram? Uh, no, I only, only have Instagram. Only on Instagram. I'm sorry. I thought you had, like I said, too. It's kind of hard to hear a little bit. I apologize. And uh, what about you, Chris? Where can people find you? Um, On Instagram and just about everywhere else except uh, Facebook and Snapchat. You can do uh, the Chris lyric. T H E C H R I S L Y R I C. The Chris lyric. And on Facebook, it's just Chris lyric. And on Snapchat, now Snapchat gets weird, so follow at your own discussion. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. The warnings out there, people. Yeah, it, it's one Chris lyric. O N E. All right. So if you guys want to just send me like uh, if you send me the links to that, I will uh, put those in the show notes so people can uh, find you and uh, let you know that they heard you here on Uncontained. So, Chris and Wisdom, it's been great having you on the show today. Great talking to you. I'm looking forward to checking out that new album that uh, that you have coming out, the EP, um, Creation EP, which uh, will be available pretty much everywhere music is sold online and, or streamed. So you should definitely check it out. There it is out now. Um, now, I have that one final question for you guys. It's the title question of the show. Chris Lyric and Wisdom, how do you live uncontained? Honestly, I would say just always stay true to yourself. And um, just focus on what, on what you want to do and the stuff that you love. And never really listen to anybody because everybody has their own perspective. You know? Nobody sees things the same way that you do. So. Okay. I guess it's always it's always be you. All right, cool. That that is good advice right there too. You know, uh, be yourself because nobody else can. And uh, so, Chris, uh, what what? How do you live uncontained? I just I take these leaps of faith. Like I'll I'll take some time to think about the options, but. I just take these leaps of faith. And when I'm still really strongly about something, I just do it. 
since I'm getting better at that not being such a detrimental thing anymore. Uh, but like now, I, I really take wisdom's advice to heart, actually. It really just stayed true to you. And I felt like I was getting 20. Getting 24 was just getting old. And I felt like all my all my opportunities and all my chances of really doing something with music on a bigger scale was coming to like a limited amount of chances. Yeah. Uh, but I realized that it's not. Um, uh, I moved out of like I moved out of my apartment, sacrificed my job, and just went all in for this recording studio. And it's it's a bitch and then some, dude. But to be honest, I, I really don't see myself doing anything else, and I also don't see myself doing this with another person. To be honest. Right on, right on, man. Appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your stories with us, with us here on Uncontained, and uh, I look forward to taking a listen to that new album of yours that is dropping on the first. So if you're listening to this episode, it is out now. So uh, go check it out wherever you go find your music. Make sure you go check out Creation, the EP, and. Um, let them know you find uh, and let uh, let Chris and Wisdom know what you think of it and uh, hit them up on their social media. Check the show notes for those links. And I got one final thing for you guys to do, and that is sign off the show tonight. Uh, will you guys do me the honor of signing off the show? I'm Wisdom. I'm Chris Lyric, and we live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Chris and also Wisdom for joining me and talking. And uh, I know it may take a little uh, getting used to, but Uncontained has moved to every other week as of now. So if you were wondering where Uncontained was last week, well, it was it was brewing up a new one here for you. So uh, yes, every other week. So in order to make sure that you do get the latest episodes of Uncontained when they come out, the best idea would be to just subscribe to Uncontained on your favorite podcast listening platform, whether it be iTunes, Himalaya, CastBox, Stitcher, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on. So Uncontained is on all of them, including Spotify. So add me to your list, add Uncontained to your subscribed list and get notified when new episodes come out. Thank you again for listening and until next time, live uncontained.